Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Book of Alicia, where we talk about womanhood, motherhood, wifeyhood, and everything in between. I may not know everything, but I know some things, so we're going to talk about some things, okay? I am your host, Alicia, and I'm ready to dive into some things today. But first, let me start off by sharing with you ways you can connect with me on social media. You can follow me at the Book of Alicia on Instagram, as well as like my Facebook page, The Book of Alicia. You can also follow me on my blog at www.aliciashavon.com. That's www.aleshashevon.com, where you're able to get a glimpse of my life and thoughts, as well as purchase books I've authored and shirts I have available online. So are you guys ready for this episode? Let's get it in. Okay, you guys, so for the next several weeks, I'm going to be sharing with you conversations with awesome women of purpose. I was honored to have interviewed 21 of the 28 authors who were part of the 28-day devotional, The Purpose in My Pain, with a visionary author, Dr. Tamiko Hall. So I'm going to be doing something a little different for the next few episodes. I will share not one, but two conversations with the ladies of the devotional. So yes, you will be getting the pleasure of getting two interviews in one episode on the podcast. So stick around, y'all. Let's get it in. Okay, y'all. So I have two ladies today that are going to be sharing. I'm going to be sharing my interview with who are new to the Book of Alicia podcast. So up first, I have Bethina Green, aka Tina Green. Tina Green is an Air Force veteran and a survivor of military sexual assault. She has an associate's in entrepreneurship and small business, as well as a bachelor's in business administration with management concentration. Soon, she will be launching her nonprofit company, Screaming With No Voice, which focuses on helping survivors of sexual assault, domestic abuse, race, and attempted suicide. She says, I am a woman that knows with perseverance, you can do a mighty big thing. So ladies and gentlemen, I am going to share with you my interview with Tina Green. Okay, so so today I have Bertina Green on the podcast today who's going to be talking about discovering the pain, the purpose in her pain. She was a part of the anthology by Dr. Shamika Hall, and she's going to just come on today to talk about her story and what she expected others to gain from her, her chapter and just her experience um, all together doing the anthology. So I'm gonna go ahead and allow her to introduce herself, give us all your credentials and everything um, so we can go ahead and, and talk. So go ahead. Amen, amen. Thank you, Alicia. Thank you so much for welcoming me into this space, into your space. And thank you also to your listeners. Um, good day, everyone. I am Berthina Green, a mother of four absolutely fabulous young adults, a grandmother of four. I'm an Air Force veteran and a survivor of military sexual trauma. Insofar as credentials go, I am a lover of words. I craft poetry. I'm a motivational speaker, a eulogist, an author. I'm also a warrior writer facilitator, and you'll learn more about that as you learn more about me. I'm a wellness coach, and very soon, prayerfully, I'll be an end-of-life doula. 
Okay, you're going to have to tell me what's the end of life doula. <laughs> An end of life doula is a person full of empathy, compassion, sympathy, and they care a great deal about easing individuals into that transition as they pass and leave this earth. I was an end of life doula for my mother, Ruthie May, and my brother, John Little John. I was with them to pray them out. I was with them to hold their hands, to wipe their tears away, and just to be there by their side. So because I have enjoyed that role, that privilege of being there with my loved ones when they took their last breath, I realized the strength that is in me can also be helpful to others that are approaching their end of days. I'm looking at end of life doula training for the youth as well as the elderly. So I'm gonna concentrate on those two age ranges. Well, I've never heard of that. So that's actually very interesting. Of course, I hear like doula for like birthing, but I haven't heard of, yeah, I haven't heard of it. I like that. I, yes. As a result of the pandemic, end of life doulas are becoming sought after. There's much more training for us now than there ever was in the past. Oh, wow. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Because I'm sure like me, there was someone that didn't even know what (laughs) what that was. So thanks for sharing (laughs) that. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so tell me about um, your experience in your chapter with um, discovering the pain in your purpose. Uh, first of all, let me say thank you, thank you, thank you to Dr. Hall, to Cassandra McRae, to all of my other beloved prayer warrior queens, also co-authors on this anthology. This has been a gift from God. Um, I was connected with Dr. Hall from one of my military sorors, and um, I'm ever so grateful to her for connecting me together for this opportunity. I didn't know anything initially about the project, but once I signed on and attended the training, I knew exactly what I was going to do. I knew exactly which painful moment of many that I've had endured and throughout my life that I would focus on. So um, one thing I'd never done though, in writing down my chapter and and the experience that I went through was align it with biblical teachings, align it with um, verses from the Bible. I mean, I'm familiar with hold on to God's unchanging hand. Um, I'm familiar with, um, you know, if he brought me to it, you know, he'll take me through it, you know, and, and of course, um, I, I'm, I'm using the layman's terms in, in terms of um, talking about those biblical verses, but I never looked at a painful moment in my past and said, there must be a biblical principle here. So when I was challenged with putting together my chapter, I sat down and I thought a couple of things came to mind. When I was younger, I felt alone. I felt unworthy. I felt ugly as if there were nobody, there was nobody here on this earth that would love me. And so then I looked to the Bible and I realized that I was never alone. No matter how dark the moment, there was always 
God there by my side. That's in Revelations 3.8, recognizing that he's there for me despite all of the sins that I have gone through, that I have perpetrated. He loves me still. He's going to be there no matter what. Um, and so as I thought about the chapter and started writing it down, and you know, we were challenged to come up with three principles, three lessons that we learned from our painful moment in the past. And I pretty much just um, paraphrased them a few minutes ago. The first lesson was, I've never been alone, even when I was in my darkest hour. The second lesson that I learned is that it is not a sign of weakness to ask for help. I have always been superwoman. I'm the youngest of seven in my family. And even though the youngest is not typically the one to be the caregiver for the older siblings, I and my older brother, we've sort of taken on that role. The third principle that I realized through work, through writing this chapter is that I'm worthy. I'm worthy to be saved. I'm worthy to be seen and I'm worthy to be heard. And those realizations were very hard for me to come to grips with as I was going through the painful moments in my past. But I'm so glad that I persevered. If I had not persevered, I would not be sitting before you now. If I had not persevered, I wouldn't be able to share my story with someone else who may be able to get some strength from my story, to understand that no matter what you see in the mirror, that's not all there is to you. There is so much more to you and you just have to be willing to persevere, to pray, and then to know, of course, that he'll never leave you nor forsake you, period. I like that, I like that. So what was it that drew you just to, to the, um, to the anthology is it just like a tug like I have to do this something that I have to share this I'll be very honest with you what what drew me to it as I mentioned earlier one of my military um sorority big sisters um whew, sorry <laughs> I get a little choked up just whew, speaking about her her royal name is royal lady benevolent and she is that and then some. She saw something in me. I don't know if she just saw my pain or if she saw my strength or if she saw both. And she said to me, I think this is a good vehicle for you. I think once your story gets out there, it's gonna be a good thing. You'll, you'll realize so many more blessings coming your way. So stand in your truth, my sister. Stand in your truth and go ahead and do it. And because she believed in me, I have never done an anthology before. I'm also about to be a first time author because I have a memoir coming out as well. And that's scary. <laughs> so to be on this anthology with these other outstanding, accomplished women of God is such a blessing. It is such a blessing. Yeah. Mm. What do you hope people um, get from, from your chapter? I hope that 
people will understand that no matter the relationships that you go through in life, be they with parents or siblings or friends or significant others, understand that you still have to protect yourself. Understand that you still have a voice. Understand that when you speak out and you speak up, your light shines even brighter. You are so much more beautiful than what you just see in the mirror. And to understand also, to take away also, the fact that with a little bit of perseverance, you can do a mighty big thing. I like that, I like that. So I wanted to take it back because I know at the beginning you said that you wanted to be an end of life doula. Yes. And you were one for your for your mom. So I wanted to ask you, what would you say to your mother now if she was sitting there with you? Mercy, mercy, mercy. First and foremost, I love you. I've never stopped loving you, Ruthie. You were always my rock. All the things that we went through were ordained, were foretold, and we had to go through it to grow closer together as mother and child. I would not be here without Ruthie May. Mercy, mercy. And what would you say to women who will suffer through the same traumas that you've experienced? I would say to those women that all is not lost, but by the grace of God, I'm here. Those two words, but God, are all encompassing. When I say the name of Jesus, no matter what situation I'm in, he pulls me through it. So for anyone that is suffering through trauma, similar to the trauma that I mentioned in my chapter, I suffer from PTSD, from depression, from anxiety, and a host of other ailments. Know that it took quite a while for me to get where I am over 45 plus years, but because I held on, because I persevered, because I listened to the little small voice in the middle of the night, I'm here and you can be here too. Yeah. Just hold on. I like that, I like that. So for those people that want to get um, a copy of a book from you, where can they reach you or how can they follow you? Do you have website, social media, anything of that nature? Yes, well, of course <laughs> I do. Uh, <laughs> when the book is finally released, you can connect with me via email at info underscore 921 at com. The book will also be available for purchase on berthinaegreen.com and on Facebook, I'm simply Tina Green. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. And before we head out and before we go for the night, is there any last things or last thoughts that you would like to share with the audience today? Final thoughts. I wanna go back to recite the entire verse that is my guiding light, my guiding force as I live my life coming through the painful moments. And that is from 1 Corinthians 15, 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. Now I worked harder than them all, but not I, but the grace of God that is within me. I am here just because he's my savior. Thank you, Jesus. I like that. I like that. And well, I've enjoyed the conversation. I've enjoyed listening to you. I'm really excited because um, I've interviewed a couple other uh, um, authors. So I'm excited to see and just read everyone's story because it seems like it's going to be an awesome, awesome, awesome anthology so I just can't wait I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you guys because it just seems like it's a beautiful thing and like I was telling um, a couple of the ladies earlier I love to see women just loving on each other and just being yes just just the love that that, that women um, express and how it is when we get together and we do something like powerful yes. I love that so I just can't wait yes. to um, be able to make stories I am with you as well. I cannot wait. When I when I tell you now now I know a lot of prayer warriors. You know, my first lady is a prayer warrior. Okay. She is outstanding. And I know many others like her, but this is the first time I've been in a group of 20 plus women that are bound by God that are enriched, that communicate well with one another, that listen to his word, that speak his word. I mean, I have not met these women in the flesh, flesh. but let me just tell you, I already know their heart. Yeah, I yeah. know where they sit in this religious space that we all occupy. Yeah, It is, every time we get on a call, the prayer goes out and, and you don't even want to get off the call. Yeah. <laughs> because the prayer is that powerful. I hate for it to end. I would love to be in the midst of them all day, every day, because then you talk about sharing up the spirit in my soul. Father God, shut up. Okay. I will be blessed to no end. I'm, I'm so, that's it. I could talk forever. Okay. So. <laughs> well, I appreciate you. Mercy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank All you. Right, okay. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>
Next up, we have Nubia Taylor. Now, Nubia Taylor is a wife of nearly 35 years, homeschool mother of four, and combat veteran who served her country abroad during Desert Storm. In February 2020, born from the desire for herself and others to have a voice, she began the Nubian Queen Nation podcast, which focuses on building women up to support them on their journey toward queendom as they heal, develop financial literacy, and enter into entrepreneurship. Nubia coaches women through starting business businesses, developing homeschool training, and nurturing relationships based upon her experience and knowledge from serving her family and community for nearly 40 years. New to writing, Nubia joined this project to show that every woman has a story within, within them and is able to share her story with power and confidence. But not taking time to share her voice through her podcast and newly found love for writing, she has a passion for gardening, holistic living, and teaching teenage girls about etiquette. You can find her online at nubiaqueennation.com, Instagram at nubianqueen2020, Facebook, Nubian Queen Nation, as well as YouTube, y'all, Nubian Queen 04. Ladies and gentlemen, Nubia Taylor. Okay, so today I have with us Nubia Taylor, and she's also gonna be sharing with us her experience, her story, and how she discovered her purpose through her pain. So I'm going to allow her to introduce herself to the audience today and just give us a little tidbit about her chapter or whatever you want the audience to know or about you or whatever you just want to share. And then we'll go ahead and get started. And then you guys, she will be sharing with you ways you can connect with her on social media. And if you want to support her in purchasing her book as well. So I'll let her give that information to you towards the end of the interview. But right now I have her introduce herself you all and kind of share her story with us so you can go ahead nubia hello 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 this is funny because i i also have a podcast and i'm used to being on the other end and interviewing people so now that i'm on the other end <laughs> for some reason i feel a little bit nervous i tell people it's just like talking to a friend just have a conversation <laughs> so i think that's funny that the tables have turned so thank you so much for having me on your podcast um gosh so the book i you know <sighs> It's been a wonderful experience, I have to say. It, a little bit nerve wracking because I wasn't planning on, oh, let me find somebody to help me with this, you know, beginning stages of being an author by just, no, I went to a function with a friend that we had just reconnected. We drove like two hours to, um, I live in New England, so Connecticut, we drove two hours to Massachusetts to a visionary board type of thing. And uh, we were reconnecting in the car and she was trying to remember okay i'm having i'm talking to this person her voice sounds the same but i actually had you know just went transferred or or had just started going by the name of nubia and so we had this conversation and we got to massachusetts and did our visionary board thing and the speaker was awesome we were standing in line to take a group photo and uh michelle she mentioned to uh another person in front of me because the person had a sign that said author and speaker and I said, oh my gosh, you're an author and speaker? And she said, no, not yet. <laughs> so I said, oh my gosh. I said, that's, that's when you go to a visionary party, that's what you should do, right? You should actually, you're speaking things into existence, right? So when she said that, my friend said, hey, I'm on this collaboration for this book. Maybe you'd be interested in being an, a contributing author. And I'm thinking, I just drove two hours with you. You didn't mention that to me, but because you didn't know. <laughs> and so then she passed that information on to me. The other authors had already been involved for at least two months or so. And so here it was January, I was already two months behind everybody else. 
And I kind of just got a spur of energy and excitement. Um, just remembering a few years back when, um, when I lived in Tampa because I was in the military and our pastor used to always say, every person has at least, every person has a story. So whether mine just started with one chapter, but everybody has a book in them. So that just spurred it on. And here we are now, you know, we did some interviews on YouTube with Dr. Tamika Hall. Thank God for her and her, um, the other 28 to 27 women that were collabing with us. And here we are. So thank you. That's, that's why I'm here. I'm also a mother. <laughs> I'm a wife. I'm a homeschool mom. Um, my, I have three daughters who are now in their twenties and then I still have my son who's homeschooling. He's 15. And, uh, and I was in the military. I've traveled to Spain and lived in Turkey and yeah. <sighs> I don't know, I've been to Germany, different places. So <laughs> wow. well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So I guess we'll just tell us your story and just tell us how, why, why did that connect with you, discovering the purpose in your pain? Well, when she said it, I was like, you know, it's, you know, when, you, when you've gone through some things, and I'm not saying I'm totally healed over everything, but when you've gone through some things and you've actually just laid it on the altar and you've given it to God, I don't feel like I'm really carrying it around like, a, like luggage, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But when she said that, I had to really dig deep. I'm like, wow. And then all of a sudden, when you think about it, then it's like, oh, wow, okay, well, I could tell about this. I could tell about this, like, like, Lord, which way do you want me to go, you know? And so I started writing things on the paper. And the next thing you know, I was like, you know, every family has hidden secrets, you know, and we would like to say that we don't, but we all have hidden secrets. And so even though I started in one direction with this chapter, it ended up being, you know, hidden secrets and how it, they can hurt. And if you don't expose those things, you know, from generations from your grandmother and great grandmother and whatever, if those stories are being told, then of course is is you're doomed to do it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? So because I didn't know um, some things about my mom, I, I kind of want them to go and read the book, right? Yeah. <laughs> because I didn't know some things about my mother, by the time I got into my 20s and I was in the military and I was in Turkey, you know, here I am presented with this situation and I did the opposite of what my mother did. You know what I mean? But I didn't know. Um, so I have to say that I didn't, um, so in my early twenties, after I left Turkey, I, you know, got married, um, moved to, um, a joint spouse to Tampa, Florida. Um, I, I met my husband in Spain, um, a Jamaican guy is my father. You went all the way to Madrid, Spain to marry a Jamaican from Hartford, Connecticut. I'm like, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> you know, I guess it wouldn't have happened if we had bumped in, in, into each other on the streets of Connecticut, you know? Um, but so here I am, you know, we've been married over 30 years, almost 30, 35 years this year. And um, so hidden secrets, that's all, that's what my story is basically about. And I definitely, once I finally told that story, I can remember I uh, was just like a guest speaker at a church. And when I told that story, and even with that story, I was trying to tell a situation without telling my truth, yeah. this hidden secret. And I finally, I, oh, I thought I was gonna pass out at the podium just because just it was just buried so down so deep down yeah. that um when I started talking I I really thought I was gonna fall out and hit my head because yeah. <laughs> it's just revealing yeah. you know mm -hmm. and later on with me just doing that and just being obedient I had women up came up to me afterwards and said different women saying you know thank you so much for sharing that I mean I I didn't realize how it affected me and and you bringing it up makes me re relive it and I need to you know move on yeah put it on the altar and move on so 
And I didn't want my, my daughter, I have three daughters and I have a son, like I said, and I didn't want, I don't want any of them, nieces, nephews, friends, anybody to have to go through, you know, just, it's important to just be honest and open yeah. and, and to heal, yeah. you know? Yeah, and you know, it's, it's one of those things where um, I think families can be, so I'm not gonna say wrapped up, but you can live your life a certain way for so long that they don't even realize that it's a secret that's being hidden or that, you know what I mean? So there's like this generational curse mm -hmm. that continues to happen. And because it's become the norm, you don't even realize that that it's an issue or that it's a secret. And I think a lot of times it takes that one person to say, okay, um, is anybody going to talk about this or is, is, am I the only one that noticed, you know, and, um, like the elephant, like the elephant in, the room. in the room. Yeah. 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 And it, it can be one of those things where I think maybe families get comfortable in their secrets mm -hmm. and kind of feel like we've made it this far. Why even bring up anything that's going to jeopardize a family, jeopardize a family name you're making it. But when you're not speaking on it, just because you're making it doesn't mean you're living it like you're living a healthy life you know or mentally healthy life just because you're making it and I know a lot of times we don't really want to air out family laundry, right. family laundry. yeah yeah so you continue to kind of live in it until someone has the guts to say it's not right or you know something needs to give or you know yeah. we need to address this or, or like you said this um that this uh curse family curse or whatever it, it stops here you yeah. know to say that and i can remember plenty of times you know when i was in tampa we had awesome preachers that came in and they would just pray you know yeah. uh, about you know pray over you for a generation to break generational curses you know so i i so i, I really felt that i had laid it on the altar but i tell you what writing this, this pair you know this chapter was like wow and then and then telling it in a good light because it's you know it doesn't have to be told in a you know in a, in a very nasty or to hurt anybody you're not trying to drag yeah. anybody through the mud you know it just it happened it happened what happened and you got to move on and tell it in a in a good light you know especially if you're healed from it you know what i mean yeah yeah and how was your experience in writing it was it difficult or um well because i like i said sometimes you just kind of want to dance around the, the truth oh, excuse me you just kind of want to dance around the truth and um that's not that's not uh that's not the, the proper way to go about it you know mm -hmm. so um again giving my you know credit to my friend shell she actually looked it over for some i'm thinking i'm not gonna make the deadline i'm not gonna make the deadline and she's okay we'll just get together we'll have some coffee and she kind of hashed it out with me you know i talked to her and i was just telling her my story and then she just helped me to you know to work through it and of course it gets edited through um dr tamika's whole committee um, that she has that works on these things and so I am, I'm just, I'm happy the way that it turned out. And the fact that, you know, we all know who the, 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 the story, na the names are in our story. Um, but I'm glad that she kind of took all those things out of there. Cause I put them in there and I put, you know, the states and stuff like that. And she took those things out, which I, towards the end, when I read it, I'm thinking, oh, thank God that they had the sense to do that because I yeah. didn't, <laughs> yeah. you don't want to, it's old wounds, you know what I mean? So you kind of want to let it go. It's a part of, it's my story, you know, so yeah. it's my truth. But at the same time, you do want to guard, protect, and um, and move on. You know. Yeah, and yeah, and then I guess it's kind of like it's your truth. It's your truth, but other people are attached to it, so you kind of have to protect, like you know, like rehash, not not rehash anything they may be experiencing. Like right. That. And if you tell the story correctly, you and you're healed, yeah. then 
people can respect the fact that this is your story. Yeah. You know, and it, you know, there's all different sides to a story. I think the one thing that I didn't get to say in the story before it got edited, um, I, I meant to put it in there, was to thank my to thank the, the ones who came before me, you know, my mom who's yeah. and my father who's still living and my grandparents on both sides of the family. And um, cause both my grandparents have, you know, passed away. Um, and one of them just recently, she lived to like the 102. Oh. Uh, so, um, but just, I didn't get a chance to say, cause you know, the chapter was in the process and I'm like, wow, I never got a chance to say thank you for what you did, you know, for my, you know, uh, and helping to release this, the family's secrets. And there's more than one. I mean, now we could all just write a book, right? That was just a, <laughs> a quarter of one chapter, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the thing that I want to make sure that I say too is, you know, we grow up in a culture, you know, I can only speak for my own culture, right? Our culture is that, you know, they say whatever happens in this house stays in this house. And that can be so damaging. Yes. That can be very, very damaging. You have a lot of people walking around, you know, with a lot of different hidden secrets, you know, and 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 some of them, they are carrying those baggage on their shoulders, and they're not talking to people, you know. And if a person needs therapy, get therapy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 What that's do you? What, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I say that's one thing about Christian culture too is that you're going through so many different things, and we do take it to the altar, hopefully, and put it, you know, lay it at, at the Lord's feet. But sometimes people still. Um, you might still need to get therapy. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. 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 I, I definitely agree. I think we need to be more open to the idea of therapy because this is my opinion. God, God places people on this earth to help you. Yeah. Sure. We go to him. Sure. We pray to him, but he also gives you common sense and he also gives you the knowledge to say, okay, I'm praying, but I'm also giving you people that you can go to that are licensed or you know that study this field that's going to help you you know i think we have to stray away from that stigma that you know therapy is bad or um you know all you need is jesus well um yeah i do but therapy helps too <laughs> you yeah. know well i think yeah. a good way to say that is that my pastor when i was in tampa said um you can take all you need is Jesus, but every once in a while, it's nice to talk to somebody who's actually wrapped up in some skin. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Talk to somebody <laughs> with some flesh on them. You know what I mean? Because we're human, and he 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 doesn't he they didn't he didn't make us to be an island unto ourselves. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. So we're made to be a part of a community. Yes. 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 And I, what I want to ask you was, what um from from someone from the outside reading your story. What is it that you hope they grab or that they um, take with them from reading your chapter? That, because I, up until the time that I actually wrote this down on paper, I wasn't actually walking around thinking of this, this pain. I wasn't thinking of it as being pain because again, I feel as though, you know, I had put it on the altar years ago. Um, so it was d hidden deep down. It, it was harder to talk about maybe, you know what I mean? Unless mm -hmm. the Lord said, okay, I want you to tell this person your story. <laughs> Use discernment, yeah. you know what I mean? Mostly, because yeah. you can't just have your stuff. Uh, well, it's out there now. Um, so just, you know, use discernment. And if you have some things, just pray about it. And, and, and even if you just journal it in your own book, you know, put it in your own journal, put it out there. You know, because I think it makes you feel better and, and it releases you from the from the weight that you think that you're carrying, yeah. you know, and tell people like don't, you know, tell your the younger generations, your nieces, your neighbors, your you can help somebody from making a mistake, perhaps, you know, I mean, of course, everything happens for a reason and it makes us grow stronger. All those different cliches, you know, 
but if you can help somebody from really falling deep into a pit just from sharing your story um just do so you know yeah yeah i like that and i like that sometimes you do have to share a piece of yourself to make people feel comfortable enough or or okay or safe enough to say okay if you can tell me this story there's hope for me or and you're still living you know yes. there's hope for yes. me yeah yeah and not even just living you move on and you're thriving you you're know thriving. you're thriving yeah thriving you know and and what they say you know your test your testimony is not just your testimony it's your yeah. is you know your gift your gift to other people you know yeah yeah thank you thank you all right so what i wanted you to do is share with people how they can get a copy of the book from from you or follow you on social media or connect with you in any way how can they do that well i do have a link to my um my website is newbeingqueennation dot com and um so i'll hopefully i'll also you know i have a new being queen nation podcast and let's see yeah so on my website there'll be a link that they could get the book there or they just go you know honestly just go to amazon this is my first uh endeavor with a book and so um to it to remove any kind of complications if they <laughs> if they can't locate me or get a message to me dm me on uh, Instagram, which is Nubian Queen, um, twenty twenty, on Instagram. So those okay. are all my the different ways to to uh, to find me. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. And before I let you go for today, what are some last words you want to leave the audience with today? Well, the scripture that I used in my chapter, you know, just paraphrasing it, is that everything that is hidden shall be revealed. So I would prefer to be the one. To real to reveal my own hidden secrets, you know, instead of having somebody else blast it out there, you know what I mean. So if you have something that's out there, you know, any hidden secrets or anything that's hidden shall be revealed eventually. So that's what I want everybody to think about. Thank you, thank you. Well, I appreciate you for being a part of my podcast. Um, I definitely have enjoyed speaking with all you ladies um, for the anthology. I've been encouraged. I I um I watched the Purpose Week. Was it last week? Oh, it's been um, more than a week now, at least yeah, a week about two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I watched a Purpose Week and I really enjoyed you all. So I can say that you guys, if you if you have the chance, please support the ladies. It is a good devotional. Well, it's a good um, devotional, not because yes. of the stories, but also because it gives you work to do to work on yourselves as well. So those of you that are interested, please check out the book and check out these ladies um, and support them any way that you can. Um, can you share your social media handles, handles again? Because I was going to repeat, but I forgot what you said. So go ahead. Sure. On Instagram, it's newbeingqueen2020. On, I also have a YouTube channel. It's uh, newbeingqueen04 or newbeingqueentv. I have two channels. And then also I have uh, newbeingqueennation.com, which is my website. And my podcast is newbeingqueennation. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. So, so thank everyone, you you've much. heard ways you can reach her and support her podcast, support her YouTube channel, um, as well as visit her site so you can get more information on her platform. Um, if you don't have anything else to share, I can let you go for the day. I just want to say thank you to Dr. Tamika Hall and to her assistant Cassandra and all of her wonderful team. I'm sure nobody can pull off this type of uh uh, book and, and the whole way that we went, you know, uh, number one on Amazon, you can't pull it off by yourself. So I thank you for her, for her wonderful team. And I also thank you for my friend, Shell, <laughs> for inviting you. me. To the book. Thank so thank you. you. And thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. Thank you. 
All right. Well, I'll let you go for the day. And it was nice talking to you. You too. Peace and blessings. You too. Bye. So that concludes the episode in Discovering the Purpose in My Pain Conversations with Women of Purpose series. Please, please, please make sure you connect with the ladies who have joined us today via their social media handles and websites they have provided to you. Don't forget to follow me at The Book of Alicia as well as like my Facebook page, The Book of Alicia. You can also check out my blog at www.aliciashavon.com. That's www.aleshashevon.com where you're able to get a glimpse of my life and thoughts as well as purchase books that I have available and other merchandise. Until next time, y'all, I'm out. Be blessed.